that, isn't it? First Peter chapter five. First Peter chapter five. I tell you, I treasure the word of God. Amen. Great gift to humanity and to each one of us individually. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter five, we're looking at verse 10. It says, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Amen. He tells us, and now the, the downside right here in that verse is the part where we have to get there by suffering a while, but... To have a successful walk with the Lord, we will need to have him make us perfected, stabilized, strengthened, and settled on a firm foundation in him. Amen. Jesus Christ is the one that strengthens us. He is the source of our strength. And God wants our lives to be stabilized and to be settled in him. Hallelujah. So I'm going to preach to you today on this one word, settled. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated. Appreciate your patience with me in, the, in having to stand there. Hallelujah. Amen. God dealt with me. It was about a month and a half ago. I can't, and let me say this as well. I don't want to. I got to watch myself because I can be long-witted without realizing it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God dealt with me, and, and I, I, I told the church that God told me this. And I've said that a, a few times over the years, but I want everyone to know I don't rush off to be saying God told me every five minutes. He told me to eat a, a Big Mac today. You know, it's not always that way. We should be very careful when we say God said, amen. Praise God. And I do that as I say to you that God, I, I pray for God to direct me in the word he would have me to speak. And it was once about a month and a half ago when I heard uh, established and settled established and settled. Amen. And we're living in a world today that is very unestablished, is very unstable. There's a lot of instability in our world today. In fact, there is nothing but instability in our world today. There is little to nothing to really put your trust in, in the ways of this world. This world is unstable like water. Amen. There's no solid ground on which to stand in this world. There's nowhere else to find stability than in, in life than in on the rock of Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Praise God. And so all these words that were in our text, perf perfect, establish, strengthen, settle, they're all of similar meanings. And to perfect in this context means to complete. Some say to come to maturity or make you what God wants you to be is my vernacular on it. I want to be what God wants me to be. Amen. I, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm pressing toward it. I'm believing God, but he is still working on us. And that's the most important thing that we let him continue to work on us. Amen. Hallelujah. And so those, the, they all have a similar meaning, establish, strength, and settle are all very similar meaning, meaning uh, to make stable, to establish, to lay the foundation, 
Amen. I think everyone here knows that the Scripture teaches that there is no other foundation than any man can lay than that which has already been laid, and that is Jesus Christ our Lord. A settled foundation, a sure place to stand, a place to build your life on, and know that when the storms of life come, you will be stable, you will be settled, you will be secure in what God is working in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And then there's another verse that, that plays right in with this. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight, the resurrection chapter. Uh, it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. How many are glad about that promise? Praise God. Never in vain when we labor for God. You may not get recognition. People may not realize you're the one doing it. You may not get a pat on the back in this world. But I want to tell you, when you labor for the Lord, God has a record of it. God is very much aware of it. And God will reward openly for those that labor for him. Praise God. Amen. But to my point, steadfast, he says, unmovable. That word steadfast actually means settled or unmovable. So we're talking about all these words meaning basically in great similarity the very same thing. Amen. So all these characteristics are those that must work in us if we are to be successful in our walk with God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel the Spirit of the Lord speaking today. Praise God. Amen. I tell you, God doesn't want us to be up one day and down the next. Amen. Now, I get it that you're going to have a bad day once in a while. I know that there are those times that that does occur. But God doesn't want us to be uh, having a roller coaster relationship with the Lord. That's what I call it. Up and down, up and down. I'm okay today, but tomorrow is going to be another battle. Amen. We know that there's battles in life. Amen. But God is desiring to work a stability in us that will cause us to be able to withstand the storm. Be like that eagle and look that storm in the eye and say, I see you coming, but you're not taking me down because I know who is in me and who is in this world. And I'm going to come out victorious. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I've heard it said many times, especially in the older days of, of, of sailing, that the captain would give the order to the helmsman, steady as she goes. Keep what you're doing. Keep on doing what you're doing. Steady as she goes. Amen. The ship's current course is where we want it. We're going in the right direction. We got a clear path ahead. Hallelujah. The sail's up and the wind's blowing. Keep on going the way God wants us to go. That's what God wants for our walk in the life with God today. Amen. And I was thinking about this point too. You know, a lot of us, and I do love to get into those deep revelations in the Word and word search into something that could be something you never saw before and dig into that and love hearing preaching and that, that kind of stuff. But brothers and sisters, we got to get this uh, essentials down pat. We got to make sure. I mean, I love those things and they can give you a good spiritual high here and there, but what's going to happen when your feet hit the ground and you walk out those doors and the devil's waiting on you, trying to find a way, scheming to destroy you. What you're going to walk's going to be like then. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. And I honestly, when I came to God, I did not rush into the decision as you, my wife could tell you. 
She was the one that when I, I, it's a long story. I don't have time to today. Amen. But when I got saved, I got the Lord Jesus Christ and I got my wife at the same time. <laughs> God answered my prayer by giving me her as well as salvation. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, as I said, she could attest to that I did not rush into accepting this truth that I had never heard before in my life, this great gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in its fullness. Praise God. And I also had in mind, I was not going to take a step toward it unless I settled in my heart that this was going to be a commitment that would last the rest of my life. I'm not entering into it unless I have fully made the decision, amen, that this is the path that I was going to go, amen. Hallelujah. I refused to become another statistic of someone who had a good start with God and after a while walked away and threw up their hands and said, it's not worth the battle. I'm not going to try it no more. That's I decided that's not going to be my destination. That's not going to be the story of my life. Hallelujah. God started me with something much greater in mind than that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I, did, I made the decision right off the bat. There's not going to be a day when I'm going to throw up my hands and quit. Somewhere down the road. Hallelujah. I was going to be with the Lord for eternity. Amen. It was an absolutely all or nothing decision. Now, I know some people, and and it can be, I understand why some would see this kind of conversation to actually seem as if I'm trying to discourage people from walking with the Lord. But God requires commitment. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, if you don't bear your cross and come after me, you cannot be my disciple. Amen. And he told them how about how that we need to count the cost. That's how Jesus said it. Count the cost. You don't go to build a tower until you first make sure you got enough money to finish the job. Amen. You don't decide to go to war unless you know you can win that war. Uh, praise God. And so we enter into a battle. We've taken on the devil when we make a decision to serve the Lord. Amen. But God declared that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. So the decision was made. Am I willing to make this my life's ambition? Am I willing to serve him the rest of the days of my life? It's like that marriage vow that says, till death do us part. Amen. But this one, we're not even going to part at death either. Praise God. We're going on for eternity with him. I'm making a decision. So, amen. That's where God is part of the characteristics that need to be in God's people's lives to know that path of being settled. Amen. Hallelujah. And I also realize, as we read, that the Bible says that after we suffered a while, what a term. Suffer, after, you're su- after you baked a while in that frying pan. Amen. That Jesus Christ would work this settling in our lives. So it's more than that, that first decision. It's much more than that. It's something he works in us to learn, to know how to be settled in our, our path with the Lord, our decision to serve him. Amen. Praise God. So we absolutely can't be one of those. Throw up the hands and quit every ounce of opposition. You're going to have opposition, brothers and sisters. If you don't, I'm sure you, most of you probably already know that well, perhaps. <laughs> Amen. There's going to be opposition. Praise God. But there is never a victory without a battle. 
Amen. And we must grow strong to resist the enemy and obtain that victory in Christ Jesus. It's God's intention and desire to work the characteristics of his nature in us to spring up within us a willingness never to back down, never to give in, never to throw up our hands and quit. Amen. It may get tough. You may not even be able to do anything, but stand. What's the Bible say? Stand therefore. Amen. Keep on standing. Keep on fighting. Hallelujah. Never retreat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God will always come to our rescue. Amen. That's what I, God's laid on my heart a few weeks now. Call him my rescuer. He's my rescuer. He rescued me when I was going down for the third time. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So he says that we should be also unmovable from the faith that God has established us in. Unmovable. You're not going to talk me out of it. There's no angel that can appear and tell me something different. Didn't Paul talk about that? Any angel come telling you anything other than what I've told you? Let him be accursed. Amen. We stand on the truth that the apostles declared. Hallelujah. Amen. Someone once said that each of us needs roots and wings. Amen. Roots to establish us and wings to take flight. Amen. And you're never going to fly until you get rooted and grounded in him. Hallelujah. Praise God. God needs us to be rooted and grounded. Amen. And I'll get to that here in a minute. Praise God. But you can't fly until you're settled. God wants us to fly. He wants the Holy Ghost to lift us up above the storms of life and give us joy and peace in the middle of the battle, knowing in whom we have believed. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what is it specifically that we're going to be settled in? What is it that settles us? I want to talk to you about a few things primary, fundamental truths that settle us in our walk. One is being rooted and grounded in love. Amen. These are things that God, my personal experience, that I feel God wants me to share and tell people and hopefully help people to understand. Amen. Uh, Ephesians three seventeen through 19 say that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. What a beautiful verse. Hallelujah. Amen. But so first of all, we're talking about being established and settled, and and this rooted and grounded, once again, are very similar to these same words. Again, rooted, of course, we know figuratively means to become settled, to set your roots down. A tree that is settled, a tree that takes root is a strong tree. Amen. It's the roots that determine the strength of the tree. Amen. And he told us here that it's the love of Christ that gets us rooted and grounded. Praise the Lord. Amen. It was the love of Christ that got a hold of my attention. One day when I didn't know where to find him, when I searched, I honestly prayed and said, I felt like I searched everything I knew to search. And I did try everything I could get my hands on to try. Amen. And it failed. Amen. Praise God. So I asked him to show me the purpose of life. And his love was demonstrated to me. It wasn't so much any other thing than the reality that there's a God in heaven that loves me and so much that he made a way by dying for me. Amen. Praise God. He didn't send somebody else to do his dirty work. He came and did it himself. He came and died on the cross himself. I understand, and we all understand the figurative language that's saying that the that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Some people get this to the idea that somehow that means that he sent 
somebody else to do it. It wasn't somebody else that came. The Son was the manifestation of the Father in physical form. Hallelujah. To see God is to see Jesus Christ. Praise God. And I know I can never lift him as high as he deserves or how much I want to lift him up. Amen. Because the scriptures do the same. So established and settled is the same as rooted and grounded. Grounded from the Greek means to establish and to make stable. So here we are again. There's a whole list of words in the New Testament of how God wants to stabilize us, wants to settle us, wants us to be rooted and grounded, wants us to be solid, amen, where the the storms of life are not going to move us, the devil can't take us down, amen, even the flesh is not going to stop us from what God is working in our lives, and I'm going to share that with you, but it's the love of Christ first, I believe, that gets a hold of us. That works and begins to work a stability in us. It's the love of God that got my attention. Now, I'm going to say this real quick. I hope I don't. Just let me know when I'm going too long here. Praise God. Uh, I made the decision to come to the Lord because I didn't want to go to hell. I had an old friend tell me we're all going to hell, and I said, no, 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 that's, that's not the path I'm taking. And that was when I made, I made the decision. I got up and walked out of that party house I used to hang out at, and I never went back. I said, no, I'm not going to make hell my destination. Amen. I know you don't talk about hell a lot today, but it's in the Bible. Jesus talked more about it than anybody. Amen, because he doesn't want anybody to go there. That's why he talked about it. Praise God. So out of fear of hell, I made the decision to serve God. But it was the love of God that got a hold of me first. And it was the love of God that continued to work in me. So I came to him out of fear, but I serve him out of love. I love him because he first loved me. Because I saw what he did for me. Amen. I seen him on the cross. I seen him looking in the eye and say, Father, forgive him. He doesn't know what he's doing doing. Amen. The realization that God has got my back, that God is fighting for me. That he loves you and he loves me. And he's fighting on our behalf. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Hallelujah. Praise God. And there's no greater love than that which he has demonstrated for us. Amen. That he they laid that lays down his life for his friends. And I often quote that and have to add, we weren't his friends when he laid his life down for us. Amen. He says no greater than that, and he showed a greater love than that. Because he laid it down for us for the Bible says, While we were yet enemies, yet in sin, he reconciled us to himself. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. So I love him back, and I want to serve him because of his love for me. His love is what changed my life. How about you here today? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. First John four nineteen. we love him because he first loved us. We love God because Christ first loved us. Amen. It's because of his love in us that we love one another. Amen. It's because of his love that we love a world that is lost. Praise God. We do what we do because God's love has motivated us to act. A lot of people look at preachers and Christians and, and question their motivation and want to label some nefarious cause or purpose for what they do. Amen. I'm not here to exalt myself. I'm not here trying to make money. I'm here to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm here to tell the world what Jesus can do. Hallelujah. We don't do it for earthly gain. We don't do it so our name can be remembered. We do it because we see what God's love caused him to do for us. 
Amen. We are indebted to him. We owe him a debt that we can never pay. But he paid our debt for us. How many thank God for that? Praise the Lord. Amen. And as many of us have heard it said, it wasn't the nails that held Jesus to the cross. It was his love for you and I. He willingly laid down his life. He says, I can lay my life down. I can take it back up again. I can do it if I want to, and I cannot do it if I don't want to. Amen. But he chose to because of his love for us. Amen. And the Bible says that God is love. So think about a God whose main characteristic is love. And yet at what time he was totally alone. He made angels. They served and worshiped him. But it didn't fulfill him. God is love. And he wanted a people that will serve him because we choose to love him. Amen. He wanted people that would serve him because they have known his love for them. Praise God. Amen. He, he, if he wanted just more servants, he would have made more angels. Amen. And, and I'm not knocking worship. We should all be worshipers. Praise the Lord. But the, the more be- I believe the more beautiful worship is those that have been delivered from sin. We that have been moved upon by the love of God and now love him back and show and demonstrate that love by being true worshipers to him. Praise God. So now when the church looks at someone, we see a soul that Jesus loves. We see a life that Jesus died for. When we know the love of Christ, we will come to know the fullness of God. That's what he said. Isn't that beautiful? That's tremendous to me. Because at one time I had this crazy idea that only... uh, New converts need the love of Christ. How wrong I was. Amen. We need it every day of our life. We can't go to heaven without walking in that love and grace that he provides. Amen. I get there. Praise God. Hallelujah. But, but it's that fullness. He said we walk into the fullness of God. You want to get everything God wants for you. You want to be everything God wants you to be. Know the love of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. I'm going to move on. Grounded and settled in the faith. Yeah, a few points I want to share with you before we move along today. Colossians 1, 21 and 22 says, And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith grounded and settled and not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. So you see right there again, he mentions and says we must continue in the faith, grounded and settled. These words interchangeably interchangeably being used, amen, saying the same thing. God wants us settled. At this point, it is in the faith, in the faith of the finished work of Calvary. Praise God. Hebrews 10, 14 says, for one offering... He hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. I'm telling you, I believe this truth right here has changed my life, and it may be what it can do for you as well. Hallelujah. By one offering, the offering of his own flesh on Calvary, he perfected forever them that are sanctified. He has made us perfect by Calvary. Amen. True righteousness does not come through effort, but through submission by faith. Our justification, our righteousness comes from him. We don't have our own righteousness. Uh, 
this is going to be good. Hallelujah. Romans 10.3 says, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Amen. There's a righteousness of God, and then many try to establish their own righteousness. The only righteousness we have is his righteousness in us as we walk by faith, as we put our faith in what Jesus Christ has done on Calvary. That's where our justification is. That's where our righteousness comes from. And that is the reason why Paul said that there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There is that stipulation on it. But brother and sister, it is Calvary that just justifies us today. Amen. It is our faith in what he has done. I tell our church, no matter what happens in your walk, don't quit believing and don't quit walking in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You might have fell flat on your face. You might have skinned your nose by hitting the ground so hard. Amen. Get back up and keep your faith in him. Hallelujah. God is going to work righteousness in you. He does work it in us when we walk by faith, even when we stumble, even when we make a mess of things. You know, we're the ones that make the biggest messes in our lives. You know, everyone likes to blame everybody around them. Pretty much the majority of the time we do it to ourselves. Amen. Hallelujah. But thank God for the blood of Jesus that has made a way. Hebrews 99 tells us that the sacrifices of the first temple, the law, could not make the worshipers perfect pertaining to the conscience. But verse 14 tells us that the blood of Christ shall purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Hallelujah. So he's saying though those sacrifices couldn't do it, Calvary does. The body that hung on that cross was a sacrifice that purges our conscience, amen, from dead works. Even when we haven't yet perfected it in our walk in God, God's righteousness is upon us. This is so powerful, amen. These scriptures are saying that the salvation of Christ will make us perfect, pertaining to the conscience. We are to have a conscience void of offense, relieved of all guilt, when it's squarely placed in faith in him. I'm telling you, you can be free from guilt. God wants you free from guilt. He doesn't want us walking around beat down thinking, I just can't live it. I just can't make it. He knows your struggle. He knows where you're walking today and what you have come from and where he wants you to get to. And I'm telling you that there is righteousness. There is perfection. There is cleansing by the blood of Christ. When he is working in our lives. Amen. That means no condemnation. Don't let the devil beat you up anymore. I feel like God's speaking to somebody here. Don't let the devil beat you up because of that failure in your walk. Hallelujah. Walk by faith. When we walk by faith, God knows all the frailties. He knows all the weaknesses. He's touched with our infirmities. He knows how to make a way for us through them. If we walk by faith, the blood of Jesus continually washes and cleanses us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our blood that flows in our body is constantly purifying our body. That's what the blood of Jesus does to our soul. Constantly cleansing. Isn't that powerful? Praise God. The scriptures are saying that the salvation of Christ will perfect in us and free us from all guilt. You are righteous entirely because of the love of Christ and our faith in him. Amen. 
So yes, we should always strive not to sin. But it's a learning process, and God knows that. And the more our society falls away morally, it's a longer path to get from there to the place that God is wanting to uh, everyone to arrive to. And God knows that. He understands that. See, when I came to God, I came into that altar room, and I dumped all my problems in that altar. I dumped a whole bunch of trash and said, I'm giving you everything, Lord, but it's, it's a mess. Amen. And I didn't even realize when I got up how much of that I carried out the door with me and didn't know I had things in my nature and the way I lived, the way I talked, the things I did that I didn't know offended him. I was still righteous because the blood of Jesus had washed me, but he was still working on me and he knew how to get me. It's a process. Don't ever let God, don't let let the process stop. Let it continue to work. Let God work on you. Don't beat yourself up. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps, as they say. Amen. And keep on praying and keep on believing. Hallelujah. Never stop believing. Never stop surrendering and submitting to the will of God. Hallelujah. That's what's going to get us to heaven, brothers and sisters. We all have faults. We all stumble. We all have issues in life that God's working on. The most important thing is to let him continue to work on it. Amen. Praise God. So, yes, if a person decides they want to live in a life of sin, that cleansing is going to stop. Amen. And we have to return to our repentant life to get that thing worked out again. But if a person commits sin under the pressure of temptation and immediately brings it back to the Lord, the blood of Jesus cleanses us of sin. This is a wonderful benefit of continual cleansing. Amen. This is something that will settle you in your faith. Hallelujah. Yeah, I've made mistakes, but I'm still saved. I still got my faith in Jesus Christ. I'm still trusting in his grace. Hallelujah. And this is the thing that will, it makes it possible for us to be perfected forever, pertaining to the conscience, possible to make me free from condemnation. Blessed is the man to whom God does not impute sin. That's what he's talking about, this beautiful grace. Amen. And now this doesn't create a license to sin. It creates a cure for sin. I found the cure, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Not just for the sins that are past, but today as I walk by faith, there's a washing, there's a cleansing, there's a flowing of the blood of Jesus, and the devil has lost his power. He's lost the bondage he tried to put on us, and we refuse to accept condemnation, but believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We shall be saved. Hallelujah. He saved me. He is saving me. And he's going to save me. Hallelujah. Amen. He saved me when I first repented. He saved me this morning when I got up. He's going to save us that day when we see him face to face. He that endureth unto the end shall be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm getting ready to get saved, brothers. Praise the Lord and sisters. Hallelujah. So by walking in faith, I become settled in the faith. Like the old song says, the old account was settled long ago. It's taken care of. The devil lost his stronghold. Amen. That's something to shout about, isn't it? Praise God. All right. I'm going to move on. Settled in the truth. Ephesians 4, next chapter, 15 and 16, or 15, 14 and 15. This is how the new King James, it says that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men. In the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, 
which is Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. God doesn't want us blown around all the time by every new doctrine that comes along. Hallelujah. Hit me if I get in trouble here. Praise God. Amen. Having the right doctrine is important. Praise God. Having the right doctrine will settle you in the faith. Will bring you into a place of security and stability. When I first became pastor, God dealt with me. The body of Christ needs someplace stable. Needs a place where they can be settled. Amen. I'm going to get to that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But the right doctrine settles us in the faith. Having the truth will bring maturity in our lives. Praise God. Knowing who Jesus is will keep you from being tossed in fro, to and fro, from religion to religion, and never settled in the faith. God wants us settled. He wants us to know who he is. He wants to know who we are in God and who God is in us. Hallelujah. Amen. Knowing that Jesus is the only God you're going to ever see. <laughs> Knowing that we must be born of water and of the Spirit to enter into the kingdom of God. Knowing that without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. These had to be settled truths in our heart. These have to be things that we know the Scripture teach and are unmovable. Hallelujah. We must be settled in the truth. Hallelujah. God has made a way for us to be settled in the truth. You know, I, I, I preached this at the church and mentioned this. I think somebody at conference said this, this perspective of it. You know, when Thomas finally saw Jesus at the resurrection. And he said, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Thomas. You've seen and now you believe. But blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe. What was he saying? Blessed are they that have not seen and believe that I am the Lord. Blessed are they that have not seen and believe that I am God. That's where the blessing is. Believing that Jesus is God. He is the Lord God Almighty revealed in flesh. God wants us revealed. Hallelujah. I remember distinctly the process God took me as he took me on a journey through his word and revealed to me who he was. Praise God. And he started with his name. What is the name of the Father? You can't know who the Father is without knowing his name. Amen. I'm not checking my email. I'm looking at a verse here. Hallelujah. Let's not surfing Facebook. <laughs> Praise God. And I was reading our blessed brother, Bishop, General Superintendent, UPC, David Bernard, recommended reading the New, uh, New American Standard Bible, so I started looking at it. Let me share two verses I encountered a short while ago. John 17, 11, and 12, Jesus praying, to his father, I am no longer going to be in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world, and I am coming to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, so that they may be one just as we are. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name which you have given me. I was so shocked to see this. I looked it up. It's in the Amplified as well. Amen. He said right there that the name I'm coming it is in the name of the Father. Hallelujah. He said, I come in my Father's name. Amen. Praise God. To know who Jesus is is to know the Father. Hallelujah. If we deny Jesus, the Son, we're denying the Father. But we, God wants us to know him. Hallelujah. Is that okay? You, you preach that here? Okay. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So we have to be settled in the truth. <laughs> 
Amen. Psalms chapter 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. What's going to happen to him? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. They that are settled in the truth, hallelujah, will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I shall not be moved. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The devil's not going to have a chance on those that lay hold. Now, I know there's, there's a revelation to comprehending a lot of those things. Amen. But God does reveal it, thank the Lord. And God wants us to know it, and it will make us settled in the faith. Hallelujah. And we must not only know the truth, we must embrace the truth. We must love the truth. Vow never to leave the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.8 speaks of that wicked one who will deceive. It goes on and says, those that perish because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Got to love the truth to be saved. For this cause, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Sound like God believes this truth very important. And he also said, we must love the truth to be saved. How many here love the truth? Hallelujah. Not going to be moved off of the truth. Hallelujah. How many multitudes of people from the apostles onward that were willing to lay their life down, that suffered intensely because they were not willing to be moved from this truth. And because of that, we are delivered a precious cargo to the truth of God's word. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. I'm getting there. Hallelujah. I just thought about this while I was in prayer this morning. We have to be settled in the Holy Ghost. As I said about, about never letting up on walking in faith, we should also never let up on walking in the Spirit. Free from condemnation today that walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Praise God. What's that mean? I, I say it means pursue speaking in tongues every day. That's what I say. I love it when it gets quiet. I really do. <laughs> that means I'm getting somewhere. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. God gave us a gift. If you have been received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, initially will be evidence with speaking in tongues, but it's also a prayer language that can strengthen you and encourage you, and it's a walk in the Spirit. So I remember when I was young in the Lord saying, you know, I know that we're not just supposed to, hey, I'm checking if the Holy Ghost is still there today, God. Oh, it's still there. Okay, see you later. I'm still good. I'm still saved. I'm okay. You know, it's okay to, to enjoy the feeling of the Holy Ghost. Now, we don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. But God gave us something we could feel too, didn't he? How many are thankful for that, that he gave us something we can feel? Amen. The devil will give you all kinds of feelings. This flesh will make you feel horrible. Your emotions will set you off on that roller coaster again. Amen. Hallelujah. But the Holy Ghost will settle us in the faith. Praise God. All right, I'm, I'm going to do one more point, all right? Settled, rooted, and grounded in the church. This is Ephesians 2.19. This is out of the Living Bible. It says, now you are no longer strangers to God and foreigners to heaven, but you are members of God's very own family, 
citizens of God's country, and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. I mean, those God's got a place for you in the church of the living God. You are part of the body of Christ, and every member is an essential element to that body. Praise God. And God designed us to be a, a part of it. God has designed us. He knew us from the foundation of the world. Again, in controversy with that, especially on Facebook. <laughs> Amen. That he knew us, and he has ordained us. I understand that the, the understanding of, of not individual predestination. The church is predestined to be with Christ for eternity. And I plan on being part of that. Amen. How about you? Hallelujah. Part of the body of believers. Part of this blessed place right here that God has gifted Stuart right here in this shopping plaza when they release from the glory of heaven to reveal the eternal truths that can save our souls. Hallelujah. The Bible knows nothing about a long-ranger Christian. Amen. I love Christ. I'm serving him. I have church on my back porch, but I don't need the church. You're, you're deceived. You're, you're not going to be able to make it to heaven in that mindset. We need the church. God placed us in the church. Amen. Hallelujah. No such thing as a solitary saint or, or spiritual hermits or isolate themselves from other believers. Amen. But instead, it says we are put together. We are joined together. We are built together. We are members together. We are heirs together, fitted together, held together. And at the rapture, we're going to get caught up together. Hallelujah. We're going to do it unified in the faith, together in what God is working in our lives, settled in what God is trying to do. Hallelujah. So part of being settled is being settled right here in this blessed place that God has sanctified for his purpose. Amen. It may used to have been a pool hall, but it's the house of God now. Amen. When I was a teenager, I washed dishes for a few months in a country treat restaurant. I had no idea that, what, about 15 years later, I'll be passing a church in that place. No, I mean, when I say no idea, it doesn't express the reality of the situation. Amen. There was no possible way in my, my mindset that I would even live for God the way I am today. Never mind preach. Amen. But God had better plans. He didn't just have other plans. He had a lot better plans than I did. I trust in his plan today. How about you? Praise God. To be settled in the faith without being settled. You cannot be settled in the faith without being settled in the local assembly. To be settled in the faith is to be part of a local assembly. Amen. A local assembly that preaches truth. It is a treasure to have a minister that preaches the whole counsel of God. It is a gift from God. It is a gift from God. He has placed them in the church, the Bible says. And it's for our edification and for us to come forth in our ministries. Hallelujah. Over 50 times in the New Testament is the phrase one another or each other used. This is a common thread throughout the New Testament. There's no independent saints. We are bound to be together. This is how we are settled. Amen. We are commanded to love one another, to pray for one another, encourage one another, admonish one another, greet one another, 
Serve one another. I'm going to keep going. Teach one another. Accept one another. Honor one another. Forgive one another. Submit to one another. Be devoted to one another. Bear burdens for one another. And many other ones, mutual tasks, we are all called to. These are family responsibilities. God expects us all to fulfill. God has called us to be a part of the body of Christ and devoted and stable in the local assembly. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God is working stability and trying to lead us in a path of being settled in the faith. Hallelujah. And when we do, when we are rooted and grounded, that's when the journey really just begins. When the roots go deep, that's when the tree can grow tall. That's when it can expand forth and bloom and be a blessing to others. The shade it provides and the fruit it provides. Amen. That's the will of God for every one of us that we can come to that place. Amen. To be rooted and grounded is the only way that we can also eventually spread our wings and learn to fly in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He gives us roots and he gives us wings and he wants us to fly. Hallelujah. But we've got to be settled in the faith first. Oh Lord Jesus, help your people, Lord, to make the choice and make the decision to be settled in what you have ordained. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I tell you, he wants us to soar. He wants us to ride on the wind of the Holy Ghost and rise above the storms of life. Hallelujah. But he's got to have his people first settled in the faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He wants us all to find that solid, that uh, settledness, that security, that stability, that establishment in the faith, rooted and grounded in him. That's when the change is going to happen. That's when great things will bloom forth. That's when the glory of God is going to be seen. That's when you're going to see the manifestation of what God's been working on you for all the days of your life. That's where I want to come. Amen. How about you? I want to see the glory of God in the land of the living. It will bring forth. It will spring forth in the lives of they that are settled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you stand with me? Let's worship God for a few minutes tonight. I wonder if there are those in the house that will make that determination in our hearts right now. Hallelujah. You may have already done this, but let's do it again. It's so important that we make the decision and remain in the commitment to be settled in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, settled in the purpose that he has for our lives, no matter what it entails, no matter where he takes us to, no matter what he asks us to do. Hallelujah, Father, I want to know that my life is settled in your will. I want to know, God, that I can be a vessel that can come to the place to bear fruit and be a blessing to others. My God, I pray for every hearer today and every life in this house. Lord God, I thank you, Lord, for the ministry to the saints right now. My God, I ask you to release the anointing in our hearts, God, that will echo within us, Father, the desire, O oh Lord, to know.
know that we are settled in any way that you have ordained, my Savior. Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I know you're here because you have faith today. Praise God. And I know that God wants to work the Holy Ghost settling as well. And I wonder if we can lift up our hearts and say, God, I want to be settled in the Holy Ghost. My God, I want to be solid in the Holy Ghost. I want the strength of the Spirit to dwell inside of me, to rise me up above my own frailties, my own weaknesses, even condemnation and guilt. God, I want to rise above it. God, I want to be free from it today. In the name of Jesus, I wonder if we can gather in this altar. Everyone that would, we welcome you. Grab your loved ones and friends and family by the hand. Let's gather in this altar and pray for a few minutes. Give God honor and yield to him and open our hearts to him together. And say, Lord, I want your will above everything, Lord. God, I've been on a roller coaster. Some might hear might say, I've been, my life's been like a roller coaster. Lord, I am indeed, oh God, of 